God bless you, everyone. Well, I was sitting here today and as I was meditating on the Lord and looked out my window and it is absolutely pouring down rain here in Tarrant County, Texas. And I just absolutely love it. You can feel fall in the air. You can feel the uh, temperatures dropping. They may elevate uh, several times before the official fall weather date. But we're having breaks in the weather. And that's what I love about the area of Texas that I live in. Um, it gets humid, but it doesn't get overly humid. Um, it rains and it rains just enough. It will snow um, certain times. We haven't had snow now in this particular area. Oh, in about two years. So we don't get an abundance of snow where it cripples everybody and nobody can. When I, when I mean cripple, I mean it cripples the traffic. You can't get out. You can't get around. Of course, right now with COVID, traffic isn't that big of a deal unless there's a construction area or something of that sort. But I'm just thanking God for this day. This is the day the Lord has made and I will to rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, God is so good. He keeps us through all things. He's our burden bearer, our load carrier. We can cast the cares of this world over upon the Lord Jesus. Oh, I just thank God for what he did. I thank God. Oh, my God, my God, my God. I can't say that enough because God has done so much. When things get really, really hard for me, the Holy Spirit takes my mind back to even the day that I was born. And the enemy tried his best to kill me even then. My mother was in labor for three days. Praise God. And during that time, she was in a Catholic hospital. And the nuns had gone and dressed in black. The priest had dressed in black. And everybody was ready for somebody to die. Um, I was born blue, uh, which meant I was without oxygen for a while. Yeah, could explain why I'm a little different. Nah, <laughs> not so. Just joking. Amen. Mary Hart does good like a medicine. Praise God. But God brought me through when I could not fight for myself. This is one of the things that God used to teach me to stop fighting in the flesh so much for myself. I used to have a saying, and you've heard a lot of people say it because that's where I heard it somewhere before I picked up the same banner and begin to wave that banner over my head. You know, if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it uh, for myself. Amen. And um, nobody else is going to protect me. Nobody else is going to guard me. Nobody else is going to stop people. And in all of those things where we say, no, nobody else is going to do this. Nobody else is going to do that. We don't realize, but very subtly and sneakily, the enemy makes us confess that there is no God. Now, we'll turn around and say, oh, well, no, it's not that deep. The spirit realm, this is something you want to hold on to. The spirit realm does not know the difference between joking. It doesn't know the difference in um, just making puns and accolades. When the scripture says that the, are the words of our mouth give the tongue the power of life and death, it means exactly that. Now, I know a lot of people don't like to take the word of God. They don't like to take the Bible literally. But there are a lot uh, of, of verses 
and scriptures that mean literally just what they say. They need no private interpretation. They don't need a deep theological discussion unless you want to make a mountain out of a molehill because you're looking for a reason to convince others to not believe what you don't believe or even to believe what you believe. But the word of God means what it says and it says what it means. Every time we compromise the power of the word, we end up in trouble. I don't know about anybody else, but every time I hear that still small voice tell me to go left or to go right, and I choose to go in the opposite direction, I second guess and say, oh, well, maybe this is better. This is a better idea. Every time I do that, I can't think of one time that I have done that, that it has turned out well for me. Second guessing the word of God. I hear people saying today, and they've been saying it for a long time. I hear a lot of people saying, you know, do you think the Bible is all there is? God was speaking then and he's still speaking. God is still moving. He's to, yes, he's still moving to carry out what he's put in the word of God. Another thing I hear people say, well, you know, there's books that's lost and, you know, man has tampered with this and tampered with that. You know, no matter man has tampered with everything in this in this realm, he's tampered, tampered with it. He's tampered with the time. He's tampered with the days. He's tampered with the calendars. That's why God tells us to walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh to be led by the spirit. And we shall be the sons of God. To stay in the word of God, keep the word of God ever before your eyes. Memorize, learn. As David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We know people override the word of God. The Holy Spirit brings brings conviction and the Holy Spirit brings direction and the Holy Spirit explains and makes it plain. But what do we do? We second guess. We'll fall back on certain other scriptures taken out of context to justify our disobedience in God. But God is no respect of person. And the Lord said, the soul that sins shall surely die. Now somebody says, oh, this is not good news. Yes, it is good news. Because if you warn me and tell me not to go down a street that has no warning signs on it, other than the person standing on the corner, could be the policeman that stands on the corner, the traffic director that stands on the corner because all the lights are out, the signs have been destroyed and they put a person out there to begin to direct traffic. I'm your traffic director today. If you're going in a wrong realm, if you're justifying uh, 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 not obeying God, the word of God says all disobedience is sin. This is good news that somebody, God is sending somebody to warn me, most of us don't like to get too close to one another because the more we spend time together, God begins to show us each other and ourselves because we are helpers one of another. We are the bride of Christ. And God said he's coming for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish or any such thing. And the word of God says that the bride makes herself ready if I see a spot on your wedding gown, your pure white wedding gown, 
and you're getting ready to walk out amongst a whole cathedral full of people. What kind of a bridesmaid? What kind of a host am I? What kind of a family member am I? What kind of a friend am I? If I don't tell you that there's a spot on your wedding dress and we need to get it off. But most of us love to be surrounded by those that will agree with any and everything that we have to say. And that's why so many of us have so much despair in our lives. Because we don't want the truth. We don't want God's jewels around us. Those that are sitting at the feet of Jesus, like Jesus told Martha about Mary. Mary is desires that better part. Sitting at the feet of Jesus while everybody else is busy running to and fro and so burdened down with the cares of this life that they could not hear God if he came on a thunderstorm or a thunderbolt because they're too busy and overrun with the cares of this life. God yet has Mary sitting at his feet. Don't resent the Marys that are sent into your life because she's got a word from God. She's got a word that she heard from Jesus today that she heard from the Holy Spirit today. Not old bread warmed over. There may be some old testimonies that are tried and true. There may be some old methods that are tried and true. Prayer is a method. Prayer is tried and true. It's ancient, but it's tried and true. So when God sends Marys, when he sends Stephen's, don't stone Stephen to death. Because he's telling you the truth about the hidden motives of your heart. Glory to God. We alone are not a mirror. We don't come outside of our body and look at ourselves. The mirror is another person. The mirror is another part of the cell life of the body of Christ. So we can see ourselves. When we start to reject so much truth, when we start to reject pure direction, that means truth and direction with no motives. The person doesn't want anything from you, doesn't need anything from you. Just wants you to be on the right path with the Lord. One of the biggest reasons God helps us to help each other is because the word of God says, if you please me, I will make your enemies be at peace with you. Huh? Hmm. That tells us something right there. Do you have a lot of enemies that are hounding you? Well, Maybe it's because we're not taking heed and correcting the things in our own life that will allow God to take up the battle and subdue our enemies. The word of God never fails. The failure is on our part to understand and obey. I'm going to say that again. The failure is on our part 
to understand and obey. God is always the same. He never fails. He's always on the throne. He hasn't fallen off because of anything that has happened here on earth. He doesn't have a bucket. He doesn't have Kleenex boxes of tissue weeping over the sins of the nation. He's looking and he's observing and he's directing. And he's standing. The whole earth groans for the manifestations of the sons of God. All of the chaos that's going on, that should speak to us and tell us something. The church is not maturing. The body of Christ is not maturing. We're not becoming more spiritual. Don't let anybody ever tell you, oh, you're so spiritual, you're no earthly good. Well, it's a lot of people, too many people that are so natural, they're no spiritually good. There's a balance in all things. A balance in all things. But for some who want to do nothing but live in the flesh, the least little bit you say about the scripture, they're going to call you religious. They're going to say you're a fanatic. But you're going to have to stand up and say, yes, I am. Because he who has been forgiven much loves much. And I love the Lord with every part of my being, every cell in my body. I love the Lord. Because he heard my cry. Out of a horrible pit, he raised me up. Out of gross darkness, he brought me into the light. Yes, I am. You talk about what you love. Out of your belly is flowing natural things that you love. Out of my belly is flowing the word of God that I love. Because it saved me. He delivered me. And he has purchased me with his own blood, just as he has every other member of his body. He is no respect of person. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. Fish never get tired of water. When you begin to mature and come into the sonship of God, you never get tired of the word of God. You never get tired of talking about the word of God. You never get tired of being directed by the Holy Spirit even working through your brothers and sisters in Christ. When those things happen, the mirror is before us to let us know you got too much natural, too much natural, too much carnality. You love the things of this world. You care about the things of this life more than you care about the things of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God and his people. We have to deny ourselves daily and take up our cross and follow Jesus. Jesus, our Savior. Jesus, our soon coming King. Jesus, he's the lily of the valley. When you're in the valley, God will cause beauty to spring up even in the valley. Beauty brings hope of life. To know, keep walking, keep moving forward, keep hoping, keep desiring the will of God. Keep desiring the righteousness of God. If we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. I don't know about you, but I so want to be like him. I want God to complete the work in me 
that he begun because he promised me that he will complete the work in me that he has begun. He promised us that he will complete the work in us that he has begun. God doesn't have to do anything. I know God's still working on me, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. Hallelujah. Don't let people drag you back to where you used to be. Don't let people who love to be in the mud in the pit, don't let those people drag you back down into the mud right along with them. Keep standing for the glory of God, the grace of God, the wonderful will of God. Keep standing and believing God to bring you through and to bring you back on top and to bring you out. This season seems rather dark. But the deeper the darkness, the brighter the light shines. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord. If you've allowed yourself to slide into the gully of despair. I always say drop kick your brain. And bring it back up and begin to focus. If it's not but one verse of scripture of hope. That you can remember and repeat over and over again. And declare over and over again. Begin to do that. And bring hope back alive within yourself. God may be very well through using you the way he used to. But there is another way. That he wants to use you. Seek his face during this time. Don't fight so hard. I, I, I see in the spirit where there are people like in the middle of the ocean and their, their, their things have been tossed overboard. Um, they're on a little bit of wood or, or a little bit of, of, uh, of a, uh, um, uh, one of the, the, uh, buoys that they throw overboard for the person to catch on to. And they're so busy trying to grab their stuff, trying to save their stuff. That the safety ring just floats right on by. The only thing they really needed to catch in that ocean water. Was the safety ring. That was what was going to keep them above water. Not the material things that they were trying to save. And God is saying today. Don't worry about what's going to be lost in the natural. Do all that you can. Trust God. And anything that is lost, know that God can give you it back again, even up to sevenfold if the thief, if the thief took it, he must restore sevenfold. But there are some things that God is allowing to just drop off because he doesn't plan on using that in your next phase of life. You may have to start over again in an apartment. Praise God that you've got a roof over your head. Praise the Lord. Glory to God that your load has been lightened and you can get back to creativity again. God gave you the vision. You created it. He created it in your mind once. He created it maybe twice. God can do it again. God has something new. I know it's not easy starting over. God knows it's not. You know, everybody wants to build, you know, and, and be able to get established on that mountaintop. For some people that happens. But for the majority of people, if you look around, it doesn't. Does it mean that you are of any less value? No, it does not. It means that simply God created you to do something different. In the earth realm, to glorify him, 
and to and to fill the kingdom of God with souls. I pray that this will be a help to you. If it's a help to you today, pass it on to someone else to encourage them and let them know it is going to be all right. Shalom.